0: Hello there! Welcome to Upgrading to Maximo 8. I'm your host Paul Barlow and today we're going to be looking at how to fit MAZ into your broader infrastructure with the Microsoft Global Alliance Executive at IBM. We're going to explore the world of managed services and important roles that IBM and Microsoft both play in the hosting industry. In this episode, we bring Michael Cahier, GM of Certus Digital, and Rick Murnau, Microsoft Global Alliance executive, together to discuss the benefits of using Microsoft's cloud for IBM managed services, as well as the advantages of using Maximo on Microsoft, and how it can enhance the overall hosting experience. Good morning gentlemen, how are you today?
1: Doing well. Very good. Yeah.
0: Um, This is a truly global event. We've got people on both sides of the world. Um, I've got a bit of a world tour on today, actually. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Let's start off with a really simple question for you, Michael. Can you outline the position of Certus customers to sort of bring in some context around Azure? Azure? Which one do you prefer, actually? Which term do you prefer?
1: I've heard it every which way, I think. I just go with the flow. It depends where you are <laughs> in the world, I think.
0: I think it's an amazing word. It's a beautiful word. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, would you like to give us a little bit of context? It's sure,
1: sure. So um so service has a strong uh footprint in the acid intensive industries and we we take um a continuous improvement approach to uh working with organizations to evolve and improve and, and leverage technology and both IBM and Microsoft are doing um, some amazing things in the in the world and and so our job with within the industry is around how can we take the best of that and and uh, leverage that uh, cool stuff into the industry here in ANZ and help organizations evolve and so with uh, most of our customers, they're on uh, Maximo and they're they're looking to move to Maximo application suite and and uh, how that fits in with their cloud strategy. Um, but uh, the majority of our customers are also on Azure and and leveraging the Microsoft technology. And so um, our role is increasingly around how can we take the best of both worlds to um, meet the industries outcomes and industries challenges and help them evolve um, over time and improve makes a lot of sense um
0: for you rick how do you feel that this sort of fits in with as your as your i'm going to be doing this the whole episode now jumping between the two um (laughs) what's the perspective that you bring into this
2: so I tend to go with Azure, so um, that's the way I'll say it today. But um, So I've been part of the IBM-Microsoft relationship now for quite some time and uh, really focused on Maximo in the last year and a half. And we we think that uh, as a cloud company, you know, Microsoft is just one of the many platforms that we're looking to target. IBM has focused for, for many years on what is the hybrid cloud. Right, so we believe that the world is a hybrid cloud world. Uh, it's not just one one public cloud. It's not just on premises. It's it's lots of different uh, on prem data centers as well as you know many of the hyperscalers. So going far as far back as uh, twenty nineteen, when we bought Red Hat, we made a big bet on that whole hybrid cloud focus. And <clears throat> when we did that, we looked at all of our software and we said, you know, let's let's figure out how to take all that software, run it on Red Hat and then support it across all of these different platforms. And that's exactly what we've done. So Maximo now is uh, runs on IBM Cloud. It runs on uh, many of the hyperscalers, including uh, Azure. And we've really focused on how do we drive Azure, and drive Maximo on the Azure platform uh, in the last year and a half. And that's really how I met Michael. We were trying to figure out you know, how we can work together with IBM, Microsoft, and Service to help him move his customers from on-prem and mass into the uh, Azure cloud,
0: and how's that going so far?
2: Well, it's early days. <laughs> it's early days. We're still uh, getting a lot of interest, uh, but you know, it's taken a little time. Maximo is a pretty complex application. Customers have a lot of uh, IP that they've built up, so they're rightfully so a little bit hesitant to get into that move or a little uh, risk averse. So we're trying to help them understand what it is and help to simplify that, that move. As a matter of fact, we've got a, a lab team that's based out of India that we work with that's developing assets to do just that. Simplify the move, we've created some scripts that help customers with on-prem move to and help reduce the risk of getting them there. So building the pipeline, uh, helping, helping get us... A uh, nice, healthy pipeline, helping you know Michael get his customers.
0: Open. It sounds like a very complicated process from the outside to create a really simple process for the end user. Uh, are you able to speak a little bit about the the high level benefits of Azure? Azure, so going to be doing this all episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, high level benefits of Azure. Uh, like any cloud, you know, the high-level benefits are <clears throat> bringing it and consolidating it your workloads into a single place. So I, I think what I see is some of the biggest benefits with Azure is where I've got on-prem, and I've got to manage my own data centers now. I'm taking it to the cloud. I'm spinning up virtual uh, capacity. I can put it wherever I want. Um, I can run and... Uh, use whatever capacity that maximum needs at a particular time, uh, bring the capacity down so I can deal with some of that surge capabilities. Um, Microsoft in particular, right? So I think part of the benefit of Azure is the company that's behind it. Um, so we work with Microsoft across not just Azure, but their whole Microsoft Cloud, which includes their Office 365 capabilities, the Power Platform, Dynamics, um And those capabilities continue to expand, so by bringing Maximo into that universe um of the Microsoft cloud, we can now integrate more and more capabilities um for the customer across everything that they're using
0: okay, certainly does sound like a
1: complicated answer, <laughs> but it's not a bad thing, definitely not a bad thing but i think but I think that's really important though because that's kind of what we're seeing too and mm-hmm. and you know the in the industry, Maximo is primarily used by end users. They're not necessarily IT um, mm-hmm. focused. They're end users, at, you know, doing maintenance and asset management, and <clears throat> so they they use applications but, like Maximo, but they also use a ton of other uh, capability to to drive uh, better asset management. And and so, and and for most of uh, our Network and clients; they are using other aspects of Microsoft and in the cloud. And so, this is about how do you um, bring Maximo into the fold as well, and 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 also demystify it that it isn't a big issue. It it's just about getting out in front of it and um, and working through. So, you know, the consulting um, engagements that we have designed and within certus to help organize and plan and get ready for something like that in combination with you know what IBM are doing with the labs and how to you know collapse that time and de-risk it is huge for the industry and um and so our our um our message to the market is let let's get going it's not a big thing it, it's it's re- there's a lot of very smart people around the world that have worked out how to do this um, and it's 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 an exciting time, I think.
0: It sounds like it. Um, how would you say then? What was the the use of Azure as a cloud platform? How has that contributed to the overall success for those using Maximo?
1: Well, from a Maximo perspective, you know, it's really just an application. Uh, 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 we often talk about it as a. A massive big process orchestration engine you know (laughs) and um with ton of capability um but you know the it's really about how do you improve your process how do you move up that maturity curve and um in order to you you, it's unlikely in this world that you will have all of the asset information that you have in, in one repository you will look to um take information from other smart assets, from IOT, from other systems that you have in your in, um, in your uh, enterprise. Or, or, and, and you'll want to, um, and condition-based maintenance is a perfect example of that, where you want to get a health score of an asset that determines what you do next with it. And the probability of that health score can be increased by having multiple data sources and so having your applications in the cloud makes it a lot easier to bring that type of capability and and then you've got the whole emergence of ai and um, embedded ai and things like chat jvt and watson x and and visual inspections and a whole a raft of uh, capability that is now available to uh the, the industry to help improve their process to help make better decisions to help keep your people safe in in the work that they do and um and so having maximum not out on the on the side but inside a, an overall strategy a cloud and being able to access all of that technology is is massive for it, it's like the maintenance have got all these They're like little kids in the candy store now, you know, and you've got all this capability. And so our job is like, how do you how do you leverage that? How do you take advantage of that um, in the most cost effective way? It sounds like bringing order to chaos.
0: It's a large sort of, of coming together and to streamline everything that's going on out there. Um, I imagine a lot of clients are using different applications from different vendors um, to drive their APM strategy. How does Maz on Azure cope with that?
2: So <clears throat> I think as a great example, and to Michael's point, we, we've we been able to integrate with other applications. So Maz has a rich capability to leverage, either, whether it be APIs that other applications can use to call MAS um, or reaching out to get data from other applications. Uh, we've done work in particular on Azure where we've integrated the Azure's IoT capabilities as a way to collect data from all of these different applications. Uh, so. Most customers aren't going to have just one place that they need IoT data and be Maximo. They're going to need it across the enterprise. So leveraging Azure IoT makes a lot of sense. Uh, Connecting with uh, Azure Virtual Twins and integrating there is another instance that we've uh, connected outside of Maximo into native capabilities. And those digital twins might also use third-party applications. Um, so maximo <clears throat> that that third party a- integration of being on Azure uh makes that much easier, right? Because other applications are sitting there, if they're using the Azure services, it just makes the whole back end so much smoother.
1: And so like a perfect example, uh, Paul, would be, you know, we're working with an organization that made that maintains the, um, the roads of this particular area. And um and so they use Maximo and they use mobile and they're out in the field and they're doing the maintenance, um, and they have diff- they they have a spatial view of uh, uh, the assets and and they've got even BIM models coming in. But they're now uh, their evolution is around how do I get a three D model or a digital twin of this section of the motorway or this massive um, junction so that they can see it and and work out how best to maintain it. And that's kind of the use cases of today and tomorrow, is how do I get a digital, 3D, graphical view of this most amazing structure that we're uh, doing maintenance with Maximo and out in the field with, you know? And they can see it and they can uh, uh, plan and they can uh, look at what they need to do before going anywhere near the asset. And that's gone a long way to improve their productivity and it's improved their safety and keep, and, um, that's, that's the type of challenge we're now faced with as, um, business partners to, to the industry. And so having that with, uh, leveraging technologies from IBM and Microsoft and all who are doing that cool stuff and bringing that into uh, an asset management process is massive.
2: I I I'd also be remiss if I didn't bring up um, another IBM product called Invisi. So you know obviously a key concern on everybody's mind is sustainability these days. So asset management and the health of those assets contributes pretty significantly to the production of excess or or excess uh waste, excess gas, carbon carbonate gas, uh <clears throat> as well as consumption of energy. So the information that comes out of Maximo is a key input to how do I make myself a more sustainable operation. And IBM's Invisi is uh, one of those external applications that is connected to Maximo, uh, that can be running uh, alongside it on Azure and bringing all that information in to help with customers doing their ESG reporting.
0: Out of curiosity, what components of MaaS do you see as the most common to be utilized and why is that?
1: From our perspective, certainly um, the monitor components of MAS because that is, um, you know, pulling in information data from elsewhere. But um, we we see the function of monitor being needed quite a lot in the industry, but we're also seeing a lot of clients um, leveraging or wanting to leverage the IoT, the Microsoft monitor component. and um, and the other two areas are really the the health score the you know give me a probability of the or the health of this asset and 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 the visual inspection you know being able to um determine uh the the difference between you know uh, a particular asset and versus what it should look like at this particular time and and determine what the next step is so. Trying to bring in that technology.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the anomaly detection from MVI or visual inspection is one of the key ones. Uh, predictive capabilities versus you know, asset management of uh, just asset management versus you know asset health management and looking at getting ahead of some of that maintenance. And then lastly, the one other one that I would think that we see a lot of is mobile. So you know a lot of these assets are out. In the in the field, and it's uh, key that our people can be able to access their ma- uh, Maximo and the capabilities when they're out, you know, working rather than having to do it back in the office.
0: So, what are the future plans of IBM Managed Services, and how will it integrate with Microsoft's cloud as well as other clouds?
2: So, Maximo as a managed service is certainly something that's on our roadmap. Uh, we we do offer it today on IBM Cloud, but. Uh, that is something that uh, we're looking to offer across the, the hyperscalers. Uh, today, Maximo is a, a either BYU, bring your own license or transactable directly on the marketplace. Uh, but uh, as a managed service is something that uh, we're very highly focused on so that uh, customers will have a much more smooth and uh, IBM managed capability.
0: One of the things that I find interesting about this whole process as well is obviously upgrades happen. We see technology changing and moving all the time. Um, is resistance futile when it comes to not upgrading? Uh, if people sort of dig their heels in and say, no, this works for me, how do you get around that sort of resistance?
1: So our approach to that is um, uh, is to not talk about upgrading. Because it's not; it's just a technical task. What Mm -hmm. What's more important is how are you going to involve your business? How are you going to improve? How are you going to leverage technology? And and so by focusing on what your ambitions and your outcomes and where you want to go as an organization to move up that maturity curve, then uh, the upgrade is just a step on the journey to that. Um, I think there's been a lot of talk about MAS and. You know maximal needing to upgrade by a certain date and I think that's the wrong uh, approach we should be focusing on how can you take um how can you take advantage of that technology now there's aspects of maximal application suite that you can take advantage of today which you don't have to upgrade you know like the visual inspections the mobile the, the you know so it we need to change the conversation around that and be much more focused around how to continuously improve and, and and just add the technology pieces as tasks along the way to those meeting those objectives.
2: Yeah, I, I would absolutely agree. I'm sorry. I, I would absolutely agree. I think focusing in on the, the business issues is much more important than the technology issues, the technology issues we can handle and, you know, we've done it. We can get you there, but, uh, Understanding the capabilities and how someone goes from Maximo, which is really just the managed capability, to all of these expanded capabilities that we talked about earlier on the Mass Suite. I think that's mm. that's the real value to our customers.
1: It is really about focusing on the, the value that that the collective uh, relationship between IBM and Microsoft and, and industry partners like Service can bring, you know, and... and we're certainly not scared or apprehensive about the technology. And there's there's a lot of very cool and smart people have already worked out what that is. It, our our role is how do you bring it to life?
0: I think you've answered all my questions. It's been brilliant. I, I've enjoyed this a lot. I've even thrown in a whole bunch of Star Trek references. I don't know if anybody's noticed it, but they're there. So anybody who wants to go back and re-listen to this, they can absolutely do that and see what they can pick up on it. Lots of fun for the nerds out there, Um, Rick Murno, Michael. Here, how do people track you down if they want to talk to you about more of what they need to know for this sort of transfer and update and upgrading everything?
2: I'm happy to share my email address with the and uh, anyone can reach out. Oh, that's a dangerous
0: thing to do on the internet.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, (laughs) and and vice versa, and and we absolutely the same. And we we have a we're We're trying to have lots of conversations around, um, you know, moving up that maturity curve, continuously improving, demystifying the whole mass and, and, and focusing. So there's a lot of people at Certus who are are keen to talk about it. And um, so, but happy to, happy to put my email out there too. Yeah. And we have a whole team
2: that I can connect. It's not just my email, but uh, we do have a team that, works on our relationship with Microsoft, and we've got folks uh, in Singapore, we've got folks across, across the globe. Perfect.
0: Thank you very much for joining me, and thank you to everyone who's listening. Uh, don't forget to check out the other episodes that we've got around moving to MAZ and Certus Digital's managed services links. Um, we'll put some info on the bio, make sure everybody knows how to track everybody down. Maybe not email addresses, but web addresses and stuff like that. We'll We'll find a way. We'll definitely make sure people
1: can contact you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you.
2: Thank you.